Welcome to the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 78. Thank you for tuning into the podcast through our website, rockisgeorge.com, or on our YouTube page, or through one of the many podcasting streaming services, or at theloudest.com on the planet, knac.com. My guests for this episode are Lisa Bodnar and Dan Arake of Lisa Bodnar and Whistlegrass. They have a brand new album coming out on October 28th. It's called 40 Years in the Desert. It's being released through Deco Entertainment. This is Lisa's third studio album, and I had a chance to preview it ahead of the release, and it's a nice little slice of Americana music, a little bit of everything in one little package. So here's Lisa Bodnar and Dan Arake of Lisa Bodnar and Whistlegrass. If I knew absolutely nothing about Lisa Bodnar and Whistlegrass, how would you describe the music to me? It's multi-genre music. I can say we we bend genres because we cover so many different so many different styles. So many different yeah. fields, yeah. But it's all, you know, Lisa Lisa's the uh, songwriter. She's the one who comes up with the lyrics and the music and some songs we work on together, but it's all like a basically viewed from like a like a folk song in a sense. With a, but then we try to take it and we like to go and try putting it forth in different types of genres. So we mm -hmm. we will do some songs like in a maybe in, a waltz. <laughs> some songs will be a little maybe on the countryside. Mm -hmm. Some will be on the like a punk side or a rock side. Yeah, punk. Yeah. songs there's a little bit of everything yeah. some british rock some old school just basic soul, soul. i mean we try yeah. to try to meld everything but still keep the same voice yeah well i definitely hear those influences on your upcoming <laughs> album 40 years in the desert it comes out october 28th through deco entertainment this is your third studio album lisa but it's the first with whistlegrass so let's Let's kind of clear up who exactly is Whistlegrass. Uh, Whistlegrass is a combination of of talent, and uh, well, Dan Araki, of course, is the main Whistlegrass member, um, and Whistlegrass in New York. Uh, we, I was I was living in uh, actually Jersey City, and got to know a lot of really amazing musicians out there, and they are part of this album. Charlie Buckland on bass, amazing, amazing bassist, and on drums, incredible drummer Jesse Wallace, and that, that's our main rhythm section in in Whistlegrass on on our album, and we also have a, a couple of other really neat artists that joined us. Um, Chris Jones on the pedal steel, yeah. Matt Orkey on the cello, on Slip Away, yeah. But most of it was recorded the the. The last album, this one that we just finished, um, mostly just Lisa and I yeah, doing most studio. of the recording. Yeah, except for the some of those songs that we mentioned that have the other members on it. But mm -hmm. our live band is a little bit different. We have a lot of different uh, interesting uh, Lehigh Valley musicians. Yes. Really great. Chris Cummings on the drums, who's mm -hmm. been played with everyone and. It's a great drummer. Uh, Sean Cavanaugh on bass, who's just an also another incredibly high valley bassist. 
and a recent addition, Danja Chellis has been playing keys. I've been stepping out in the front a little bit more. Um, so he's been taking over a lot of the keys for me. And sometimes we'll do a, a, a back and forth. Um, a little grateful nod to the grateful dad, a little yeah. jamming going on. <laughs> a little and, piano duel. Yeah. Dueling pianos, that's what I wanted to say, yes. And then we also have a, a really neat uh, backup singer, uh, Jess uh, Corbin, who's been joining us too in our last couple gigs. It's been fun. And she also plays some accordion on a lot of the songs, which is a neat addition. Let's talk a little bit about the singles that you've released so far, if you want to kind of tell what inspired the song the best that I can. Just... uh looking back at at life and just how you know things don't always go the way you planned but you just have to keep on keeping on and really doing the best that you can and you know even with the ups and downs it was a song that came out pretty some songs you know you take a lot of uh massaging <laughs> to get you know to be right this one was one that kind of really just flowed right from the start when I was just playing this lick and Lisa just came in and she heard it and right away it was just like the whole song was basically written all like in just one sitting. Yeah. Which doesn't happen all the time, but that was one that really just came out. Yeah, even some of the, the lyrics, like I'm not really sure where they came from. <laughs> it, it kind of like dog-eared pages in the book of Job, I'm cleansing my conscience in a hotel robe. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it, it really, something was trying to come out. Um, it was definitely a healing song and because it just really, really flowed. The music video features famous spots for your hometown, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yes. You're kind of into the whole hometown thing when it comes to your music and certainly this video. Definitely, most definitely. Yeah, we just moved back here because we were living, we spent uh, some time up in New York and uh, uh, New Jersey and New York and uh, just kind of moved back here and just getting back to regrouping with all our friends and getting out and playing more uh, here. And also it's part of like the, the new writing of the new songs mm -hmm. that are gonna be out in the next album that's already in process. Yeah, I just think it was neat to just embrace being back home. And, you know, I wasn't even really planning to move back to Allentown, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, but looking around and it just seemed like a natural place to, to be. I mean, you think about with music, you know, you can end up in Nashville or head down, head out to LA or, you know, Savannah or even um, down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, we were looking down there. It's a, it's a neat, of course, the music down in Muscle Shoals is, is you know, well known for all the history and that was an attractive place but looked at Allentown and Allentown's really becoming a real neat culture spot and there's a lot of great musicians here and, and it ended up being a great place and wanted to celebrate being back home so that first video is a, definitely a nod to all the places that I've spent time growing up. The newest single is out right now it's She Kneels if you want to talk a little bit about uh, that song. Well, it's, um, it's definitely an introspective song, definitely recounts a time when I was in love and, and it wasn't uh, the, the love affair ended and 
I didn't want it to end, <laughs> I'll be honest. And, and it just kind of recounts those feelings and just really putting my heart out there and being vulnerable and fighting for that love. And uh, it's really just recounting that, those feelings and, and, and just knowing that even though that won't work out, there's something possibly around the corner. <laughs> so there's another song in the album that I really enjoyed. It was called Feeding Time. And it kind of seems to me that it's about the industry and 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 kind of how the darker side of the industry is. So I, I'm assuming this was kind of based on your experience in the industry or someone else you know. It's a combination of things. There's a lot of stories that are in Feeding Time that could relate to a lot of different situations. And the song is very personal for me because it's it really involves a lot of people who have really done things that I never would think possible, but I think it's because they go to like that more base animal, animalistic side, I don't know, of, of just survival of the fittest. And it was hard to believe when these events were happening, but I really kind of summed it up in that song, how I really felt about why they did what they did because it was just just human nature i guess <laughs> just and an interesting thing with that song uh production wise it started off as a actually a bluegrass song mm -hmm. and then the studio version one time we were up in we were recording part of this up in upstate new york yeah. we were kind of not feeling the feel of, of of that and we just immediately just put this whole other version of it up there. And it kind of, we really, it really, it really touched us just the way how it felt and the whole emotion that was being created. Yeah. And uh, we thought it lent to telling the story in a, in a more positive or upbeat way, so. Yeah, and also where we recorded it, um, upstate New York, it was, Partially, we were outdoors, so it was this incredible studio, um, Mar Mariel Salvati's studio. There was a garage door that was open, so we can actually hear the crickets and the, all the, the the wildlife outside while we were, we were recording the song. And you can even hear um, some of that um, when when you listen to the song. You can hear the outdoors, so we we kept it so. It's neat. So Dan, how did you meet Lisa and decide to make music together? Well, we actually met after Lisa had finished recording her first album, mm -hmm. and she was looking for uh, musicians to go on tour mm -hmm. um, with that album. So uh, she had met a friend of mine who we were in a band up in New York together. That band had just broken up, and so he actually introduced her and said, I know a couple guys. So basically the the rhythm section of that band, well, the guitars, bass and drums came down to Pennsylvania, started playing with Lisa. And that's how we, that's how we met. Yeah, it was it pretty was from incredible. That first album, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guys would drive down from, from New York City down to Easton, Pennsylvania, and we recorded in a studio on the river and uh, rehearsed there and, that was neat. It was, a, it was a great group of guys. The album's title, uh, 40 Years in the Desert, is inspired by a trip you took to Joshua Tree National Park. 
Yes. Um, is there a story behind that? I was just overcome by its beauty and, um, and just to see we were in the desert walking around and it was, you know, a desert's really like dry and desolate looking, but then we came upon this Chola cactus garden and there was, they, they look like these little creatures and they were, they were super cute. You know, there's a lot, we have a booklet in, in the CD. You can see some pictures of the, of the cactus garden and, I just fell in love with these cactus creatures and it just really shows that you can even though you're going you're living in a place where it's desolate and dry and barren like you can still find a way to thrive and those cactuses really thrived and they were super cute and they just had something really aesthetically beautiful about them and also as small as they are and how cute they are they're still fierce i mean you touch one of those and you're gonna have a long time taking out all those little bricks you know yeah i did i actually like touched one and i was like no (laughs) like what did i just do and i heard people like have actually grabbed them and like you know spent time in like an, an emergency room as they like tried to pull them out of their hands so so um, yeah, to, to Dan's comment, like small but mighty and fierce, and just so I just kind of I can kind of relate to those cactus, those trouble cactus. So <laughs> forty years in the desert came from. <laughs> uh, you guys signed to Deco Entertainment to release the album. Uh, how did your signing go about? Um, they found out about us through. Um, uh, Dan DeCellis is actually on our label, our, our piano, one of the gentlemen that's now playing piano with us. And they found out about us, you know, hearing about some gigs that Dan was playing on. And they learned that we have this new album that we're about to release. And we were about to release it independently earlier this year. And they said, oh, we'd love to talk with you guys. We like your music. And and then one thing led to another, and here we are. And uh, they're an amazing, amazing group of people. And we were super lucky that we got this opportunity to work with them. So shout out to everybody, Charlie and Bruce and everybody over at Deco. We're really excited to be a part of that family. So it's been amazing. It's a great roster that they have over there, too. They got the Bouchard brothers from Blue Oyster Cult. They got pop star Tiffany. They got Dave Bickler from Survivor. You got a lot of of big acts over there. Yes, it's really neat. Michael Lockwood. Uh, Yeah, Michael Lockwood. Huge fan of Michael. Did all of, uh, did the Amy Mann, some of the early stuff, you know? Um, Getting back to the whole Allentown, Pennsylvania, and kind of you embracing it, you have this PA 67 tour that's running from 2022 to 2023. This is a statewide community outreach type of tour. If you want to kind of describe that a little more detail. Sure. Well, it's, it's looking more now it's going to be happening in 2023. We were hoping to be already on the road in 2022, but um, with, the pandemic and also um, funding with the state. We were, we were looking forward to receiving some state funding for the arts to help us to do this tour. And that did not happen after, after they um, 
negotiated budget the budgets. It was that that was cut from the budget. So we're right now in the process of looking for sponsors to help us do this tour. Why why do you ask? Or do we need sponsors for this tour? Well, the tour is going to be going from each going to each county in Pennsylvania, all 67 counties, and doing a fundraising concert for each community. So we provide this concert and then a nonprofit organization receives all the ticket proceeds. So it's a it's something that we really feel strongly about doing. I don't know if you know some of my backgrounds. Um, I my house was destroyed by floods, you know, years ago. And I really was overwhelmed by the community outreach to all the people in our community who um, had a lot of damage to our homes. And I just wanted to give back to the community. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of different benefits through the years with the band. And we just had this idea a couple of years ago to do, to do this um, outreach tour. You know, we started in 2020 it, and then the pandemic happened. So we, we started actually in Punxsutawney and um, we- On Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. <laughs> so that's, that was like our kickoff of our tour. And then everything the pandemic, shut. you know, shut everything down. So we have been, you know, working on getting back out there and we thought we were going to be heading out there in 2022, but it did not work out. Unfortunately, we were pretty, pretty deflated about it. Um, but we are still getting it together. We're talking to some sponsors right now, and hopefully we'll be um, making an announcement about who all, all the sponsors are and when the first concert's going to be in 2023. So anyone who wants to sponsor the tour, give me a call <laughs> or send me, a, send me an email and uh, we'd be happy to talk with you. But it's a super exciting um, tour and we're really excited to help Pennsylvania communities in need. So Are you planning to do any like one-off shows outside this fundraising tour or anything outside of Pennsylvania? Oh yeah, we have, um, we're going to be doing some shows. Um, we just booked um, the Roxy Theater uh, here in, our, in the Lehigh Valley, which is a wonderful theater. We'll be playing there on November 4th. And I have some other things that I'm working on. So, yeah, we'll, we're definitely going to be doing some other shows. Your parents are both uh, violin players, and <laughs> you decided to take the piano. I, I'm guessing that this was your way to rebel against your parents? <laughs> yeah, they they are super supportive of, of music. I mean, they're... That's how they they met. They met in the orchestra in high school. Super, super sweet. And... Uh, they come to all of, all of our concerts, no matter where they are. <laughs> They're like the most supportive individuals like ever when it comes to music. So I just um, talked to some people who were at our, who were at the, the last show that we did over at the Civic, it was one of the last shows we did at the Civic Theater in Allentown. They're like, yeah, your parents came up to us and introduced <laughs> themselves. Like they're really into the music and really into supporting us. So it's, it's super neat. Is your family uh, musicians or are you the only one? Yeah, my my whole family actually. Um, my sister's also a musician and she married a, the, she, my sister's a saxophone player and she met um, her husband who's a fellow jazz saxophonist. 
<laughs> so, and he's also played with us um, before. He's he's actually incredible. He's and uh, Dan actually he comes from a musical family too. And my mom was a music teacher. I'm really blessed to be able to grow up and every summer it was like what instrument would you like to learn and so we went through everything we could everything that we could get our hands on so that was uh I was very blessed and she said the only thing that really like was like almost a tipping point was when I was playing the drums because she said that was just a little too much <laughs> and have you played with any other bands or has it always been with Lisa Pretty much recently with just with Lisa, yeah. Prior, I played in New York City, a band called Ash Tuesday, another band called Another Silent Day. But mostly I've been just working with Lisa and been recording here. But touring isn't, isn't new to Dan. He's been touring since he was a kid, so. Yeah, I've played in bands since, yeah. yeah. And he's not, he's not from um, the New York or Allentown area. He's, uh, I'm from uh, South America, I'm from Ecuador. Okay. Yeah, I was born in Quito up in the Andes Mountains. All right. So, so I came to college. I came to the States for college. And my mom is American and my dad's uh, from Ecuador. So we uh, grew up always speaking both languages and coming to the States to visit our American side of the family. And I was very fortunate, very blessed mm -hmm. to, to be able to to be able to see the world and different how different cultures and different people mm -hmm. you know work think and and that also helps I think add to the music because we have a wide range it really of, does because there's know. a lot of music there's a lot of um bands that I've never heard of that Dan brought to to my you know to me and and the same thing with you know a lot of bands that I've listened to that he didn't grow up listening to so we can really we have a lot. We have a lot of um, music, music that's inspired us, and it's been really neat to uh, to explore that. Well, you mentioned that you guys are currently working on the next album, even though this one hasn't even come out yet. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, is it going to be sort of along the same lines as sort of a, a melting pot of music? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we 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 just. We write all the time, and now it, it's exciting having this other album wrapped up. We just, and it's kind of, you know, doing its thing right now, being released, and now we can just focus on recording and um, just just really seeing what these songs where they want to go, and we want to we're gonna speed this process up. Yeah. Oh, there's, we have a lot of songs like kind of that are, are completed, but a lot of it is finding what, where they, where they, where they shine a little bit, I guess, better. And, you know, I mean, it can be, we, we're trying to do a song and, you know, in a jazz style. And then it's like, well, you know, it might sound better if we do it in a, you know, heavy metal style. Not, not that we've done that, but, you know, it, it, that's the, the fun part is once you have the song written, it's like, how does it shine? Because it's more about you work for the song, you know, how to get it to really mm -hmm. come out and sound as best as it can. Well, you got to work that heavy metal angle because, I mean, those are most of the bands that I've interviewed over the years. I actually started out doing the heavy metal hard rock thing, and then I, I'm like, you know, I kind of want to talk to people that do different styles of music. But if you want to do metal, I'm down for it. All right, yeah. That's good. No. Maybe some King's X type, you know. I like that. Get those harmonies in there and 
I interviewed Jerry last week, actually. Oh, wow. Oh. That new album's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Very so cool. um, what kind, have, do you, have you guys played with other kind of established acts out there? Have you opened for them or have they opened for you? Yeah. Or? The last, right before the pandemic, we, we actually opened twice for uh, Vapors of Morphine. Uh, remember the band Morphine? Mm-hmm. Excellent band, and uh, we we did a couple shows with them at the Mercury Lounge in New York City. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, we've played a lot of festivals, you know, with other with other groups like um, you know the Indigo Girls and you know the Badleys. We we played some shows with them here in Allentown. That was a fun thing. I know they're back on tour right now, which is neat. And uh, local and and uh, some national acts. Yeah, and we've we've had we've been fortunate enough, like on the last album, which we recorded in New York City, we had the horn section from the Conan O'Brien show. Mm-hmm. So we did a show in New York with Mark Pender came up on stage and just sat in with us and yeah, we've, we've had a man. we've had a lot of uh of good uh of fun times. Yeah, we've been really fortunate to work with some really amazing, amazing talent on the last on the last couple albums. So it's yeah. been Well, those are all the questions I have for you today, Lisa and Dan. And the new album is 40 Years in the Desert. It comes out October 28th on Deco Entertainment. And I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time just to talk to us. And we really appreciate you. No, thank you for taking the time. I always like, like I said, I I like to get out of that hard rock and metal zone and kind of experience new music and different type of musicians all right well thank you so much really appreciate it once again i want to thank lisa bodnar and dan arake of whistlegrass for coming on the rock is george podcast be sure to check out their latest album 40 years in the desert it'll be out on october 28th if you want to preview some singles now you can on your favorite music streaming app if you like what you hear Make sure you buy a physical copy. Support the artist. For all things Lisa Bodnar and Whistlegrass, head over to lisabodnar.com. I also want to thank Chip at Chipster PR for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion. I'll see you again soon.